Gracious God, we thank you for your love. We thank you for your spirit. Dear God, we thank you for your presence. Be real, be visible. Nothing happens unless it's sparked by you. Amen. This morning, I had the opportunity to go up to Julian, to Camp Cedar Glen, with our friends up there for All Church Family Camp this weekend, and they're having a good time. They are having a great time. They're looking at different ways that the Holy Spirit is active in their lives, and they're looking at the different ways that individually they experience the Holy Spirit, in community they experience the Holy Spirit, and then they outwardly share the presence of the Holy Spirit with others. This morning I had the opportunity to lead some activities that focused very specifically on the community of the Holy Spirit. First of all, having the acknowledgement that we are all beautiful creatures created by Christ's love, by God's love. And because of that, we have the opportunity to participate in a community and share that love with other people, show them their place in that love, and hopefully, in some way, help them experience the reality that they are beautiful creations and God's love as well. We're going to look at that through the scripture this evening. We're also going to look very specifically at the title of the sermon. There is a Stephen ministry phrase that I love, and specifically hearing Kent Kyle use this phrase as a Stephen minister, I love hearing it. He has a really deep voice, and it's powerful. And to hear the phrase, I almost want to get a microphone right now. Mike, did you give your microphone away? I really want to do this. <laughs> Not to put anyone on the spot <laughs> or use the bully pulpit of the pastorate for foul means, but could you please say the phrase, cup of cold water? It's on. Cup of cold water. It's a beautiful voice. <laughs> That's one of the things that I get to look forward to hearing on Tuesday nights. And I'm glad that you just shared it because I want you to hear the tone and the sincerity and the honesty in that tone. And if you hold two microphones close to each other, they make sounds. The sincerity of that tone. The sincerity of realizing that God has given us something that makes us special. And we take it like a cup of cold water to share with someone else so that their needs could be touched. That their needs, their true needs can be stirred in such a way that they realize that there's hope. There's some harsh words in this scripture tonight, but I want to use those harsh words to show you the reality of a cup of cold water. I want you to hear some of the challenges in this scripture so that you can connect to the reality of a cup of cold water. Because what happens in this scripture is there are participants 
and a greater team who are bringing their heart and their compassion to the playing field. And because they're bringing their heart and their compassion to the playing field, they start asking questions that Jesus needs to correct and that Jesus needs to say, this is what's really happening and this is why this is important. And then he needs to share with them the consequences of not following through on the importance. What happens when we become the roadblocks? That's the two sides of the scripture tonight. And we are going to look at it in very much the same way that our friends at camp are experiencing their relationship with the Holy Spirit this weekend. There are things within us as individuals that are important that we take to the field of love and share Christ's compassions to others. But we also have to look outside of ourselves. We have to look outside of our own needs, set our own needs aside at times, and say this is what makes the kingdom grow. The cup of cold water that touches needs, that transforms an individual, and transforms communities. Let's go back through the scripture, and we're going to take the cup of cold water. I... I want you to have the microphone, and instead of me saying the cup of cold water, I want to point at you so that you say it, but that might get annoying, specifically to you, and I don't want to drive you away because I want to hear you say a cup of cold water every Tuesday night, <laughs> but I want you to think about it. I want you to think about the passion and the sincerity in Kent Kyle's voice when he says that phrase. A cup of cold water. The first place that we are going to experience a community and the Holy Spirit and sharing a cup of cold water to a concern is when that we deal with the logistics of living and we have to look past the logistics of living so that we can truly show God's love to someone else. That's what's happening in the first section of Scripture, Mark 9 38 through 41, the followers are very new to the faith. It's the foundation of it. Jesus is still alive, so they're not Christians yet. Jesus hasn't gone to the cross and rose again. The concept of being a Christian has not had its foundation yet. But these followers know that Jesus is doing something that's important. They see that Jesus' actions are tra is transforming lives. They see the miracles, and the miracles aren't about self-gain or self-glory. The miracles are a cup of cold water that reaches needs. It's important to the followers to make sure that that's not corrupted, and that's what they are doing when they go to Jesus. They don't want the fame and glory of being the only people that are doing it. They don't want the fame and the glory and the notoriety of being the only people that share a message. They're just hearing that someone outside of their group is doing things in the name of that group and they're worried that it might hinder the cup of cold water that they want to see shared and they want to see passed on from person to person. Jesus responds to him. And he says, just very plainly, it's okay. 
it's okay. The cup of cold water, this person is going out and he's doing things in the name of the love that he's coming to share, and he sees it as a cup of cold water. Now, that doesn't take away the importance of the concerns that the followers have, because it's one thing to say, it's all right for someone to do something in my name, but if you leave it at that, it opens a big wide door, it could hurt people. Anyone can go out and say that I do this in the name of Christ, but they're not doing things with the compassion and the sincerity of this voice saying, a cup of cold water. We have conflicts within ourselves, within the Christian community, because of that idea. It is important to truly weigh out what the actions are when a person is doing something in the name of the Lord. We have a foundation that we weigh everything against. And Jesus is trying to balance that foundation by saying, it's okay that he's doing that. It's okay as long as he's doing it with the heart of sincerity and compassion that is about others and not about him. He points it out when he's sharing the greatest commandment of them all. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. Love your neighbor. Pointing the compassion and the hope towards others. So when Jesus and the followers are having this conversation, he's not just saying that it's okay. He's saying it is okay. But let's go teach him. That's where the conversation shifts. The cup of cold water isn't the disciples trying to stop this person from participating in the message. The cup of cold water becomes the disciples reaching out and bringing that person in to teach them and instruct them. Mike just talked about discipleship. He just talked about Stephen Ministry. Two groups that one trains people to know more about the Bible and the other trains people to go out and share Christ's compassions with others. Within the arguments of faith, it becomes the conversation that we have to stop that. It becomes the conversation we have to stop that. But that becomes the hurts. That becomes the pain. When we take a cup of cold water to those hurts and those pains, we bring people in, we teach, we love, we care, we share, so that they know what they're doing. We know what they're doing. Everyone has a common message to share, a message of love, because we're sharing love, we're not sharing hurt and stopping. When those conversations happen, we start looking outside of the box, and ministry looks a lot different. I want to share with you, in my growing up experience, the concept of the SNA service would have been looked at like a confused dog by the, the church that I grew up in. Because I literally remember have, hearing sermons that were sermons about stopping something but not really investigating it, teaching it, training it, helping it find its place in the true foundation of faith. Literally, 
hearing conversations that rock music was so bad that it was of the devil, even if it had Christian lyrics. Even if it had Christian lyrics. But looking outside of the box, taking the time to train and to practice to set the theological foundations of what's true within our ministry, opening the door and having those conversations makes services like SNA happen. And there's people that come to SNA that goes to praise and worship services who would fall asleep in a traditional service, but they hear Christ's love with the guitars and the drums. Looking outside of the box. I want to show you a video for a moment about a kid who looked outside of the box. A person who learned so much about love that he wanted to take the actions of sharing love, teaching love, displaying love. Instead of saying stop, saying let's learn, let's grow together, let's transform. So if you would play that video, please. It is every kid's worst nightmare, and six-year-old Jaden Hayes has lived it. <sighs> Twice. First, he lost his dad when he was four. Then last month, his mom died unexpectedly in her sleep. I tried and I tried and I tried to get her away. Couldn't. Jaden is understandably heartbroken. Anybody can die. Just anybody. But there's another side to his grief, a side he first made public a few weeks ago when he told his aunt and now guardian, Barbara DeCola, that he was sick and tired of seeing everyone sad all the time. And he had a plan wow. to fix it. And that was the beginning of it. That's where the adventure began. <laughs> Jaden asked his Aunt Barbara to buy a bunch of little toys and bring them here to downtown Savannah, Georgia, near where he lives. Thank you, sweetie. So he could then you want me to have it? give them away. Thank you, man. What is it you're doing? Well, I'm trying to make people smile. Rubber duckies, dinosaurs. Because those are the things that make people smile. Yeah. And what happens to their face? Really? Really. See that man right there? Jaden targets people who aren't already smiling and then turns their day around. You made me smile. He's gone out on four different occasions now, and he's always successful. It's to make you smile even if sometimes he doesn't get exactly the reaction he was hoping for. It is just so overwhelming to some people that a six-year-old orphan would give away a toy expecting nothing in return except a smile. Of course, he is paid handsomely in hugs. And his aunt says these reactions have done wonders for Jaden. It's like sheer joy came out of this child. And the more people that he made smile, the more this light shone. Jaden says that's mostly true. But I'm still sad that my mom died. I bet you are. This is by no means a fix. But in the smiles he's made so far, nearly 500 at last count, Jaden has clearly found a purpose. I'm counting on it to beat 33,000. 33,000? Mm -hmm. That's a pretty big goal. Mm -hmm. You think he can make that goal? Uh -huh, I think I can. <laughs> I think he just did. <laughs> So Jaden looks outside the box. Jaden looks at things through the eyes of taking a cup of cold water to real needs and transforming them. And instead of saying, stop, that's wrong, saying, let's 
experience love together and practice love together and see transformation together. Here's where the second half of the scripture comes in. And there's a lot of scary stuff in the second half of this about poking out eyes and ripping out your hands and your hair and whatnot. What Jesus is expressing is the importance of having a measuring stick, a foundation, something to balance things against. We take out cups of cold waters to issues, and we want to bring balance to life. Jaden is bringing balance to life because he has a foundation. He believes in love and laughter, and he wants to take that to others. When Jesus is going through this laundry list of bad things that should happen to us if we lead someone astray, He's just saying, don't lead someone astray. <laughs> have your balancing point. Have your focus. Follow that focus and make everything that you do based on your foundation of living. Based on your foundation of love. Today is a really special day on two accounts. And they both have to do, for me, about a person who has a foundation that they stand on and they show love. When I share the first one, you won't know why I'm crying. <laughs> Today is National Batman Day. <laughs> the Batman has one rule. And it's what that he lives his whole crime-fighting career against. The Batman does not kill. That's his one rule. That's his foundation. That's what he stands on. That's what he does. He goes out and tries to create justice without breaking his rule. Now, here's the deal. There's all these criminals that come in the Gotham, Gotham City, and they don't want to kill Batman. They want to make him break his rule. That's what they want. They want to break him by making him break his one rule. To live by a foundation that becomes our image, that the only way that we'll ever fail is by stepping away from that image. That's what Jaden is showing. He's showing that he is willing as a very young boy to walk up to a stranger because he has his one rule. He's going to share love and hope and transform people and make them smile. The Batman never gives up his one rule. And because of that, he becomes a beacon of hope. He becomes a cup of cold water to weak people. And it brings transformation. It brings hope. There was a person that brought me hope when I was in college. And 16 years ago today, she passed away. Very dear person. Gave me the confidence to talk to ladies that I liked and didn't quite know how to quite yet. An image of confidence 
an image of someone even though that that person also had things that they dealt with. The life mission, the one rule, was to take a cup of cold water and bring transformation. A cup of cold water. And having that image, standing here, not as the quiet person that this young lady coached to have a little bit of confidence in themselves, bringing a shy, quiet, 19-year-old a cup of cold water, but bringing hope, bringing hope, having the one rule, having the balancing point, bringing transformation. As the band comes forward, I want you to think about the whole concept of the sermon. The first part is, instead of saying, stop, you're not like me, Taking a cup of cold water to situations and having the conversations, working them through, and finding a community in Christ. That is linked to the second part of the sermon. That we have our one rule, the one thing that we stand on is our foundation is living, and we stand on that foundation at all cost, and we say God's love is real, and we're going to measure everything here have the conversations, and bring transformation. May the peace of Christ be with you.